0: One thing I love about the delegation and Woman Evolve is the fact that we dare to challenge ourselves to live without limitations. Okay, so we may get nervous doing this, but we ease our way into where God is calling us. But I love when you all share how you're putting action behind your faith. I think that's also one of the things that drew me to Milano Rouge's brand and social media presence. Her name is actually Milan, but her go- attitude coupled with the belief that God has her back is the reason why we are familiar with Milano de Rouge. If you're not familiar with Milano, one, I'm happy to make an introduction because you are going to find this episode so helpful and impactful. And two, by the end of this episode, I think you'll be following her on all of the socials. Let's get into it, shall we? Hey, gorgeous. Hi, honey. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for doing this. I'm sorry we had to reschedule last time. No problem. I'm looking forward to this. Like, I know we've interacted on Instagram, but I feel like I get a chance to get to know you. And I know, of course, our listeners will too, but I'm just looking forward to spending time with you.
1: Yes, I am too. I'm so excited.
0: Okay, Miss Milan, let me tell you something. You are out here doing big girl things on this here Instagram. I love following you. I love seeing the work that you do, and I cannot help but recognize how much strategy goes into how you present your work and your brand and how you share on the platform in general. So I want to ask you, what do you know about strategy now that you didn't know when you first started building your life and your brand
1: i feel like i normally just do what's natural to me you know Mm -hmm. i feel like i don't want to be controlled and i don't want to i'm so organic with my content you know and i'm really authentic to myself and my brand and i think people really dig that um especially now like people want authenticity yeah
0: Did you? I think
1: that's the best strategy.
0: Yeah, I love that. I feel like that's part of the reason why so many people kind of gravitate to me. Like I wasn't trying to like do anything to like gain a platform. Like I didn't have growth strategy for your social media or marketing for your social media. I was just out here sharing the lessons that I was learning as I was learning them. And I think I felt a responsibility to really be intentional about the platform once I realized it was a platform. But I kind of figured it out, like afterwards? Like when was the moment where you realized, you know what, like this is something that is bigger than me. Like I'm really resonating with women, especially mothers, because I know you do a lot of work with mothers. And uh, when did you decide that this is something that I can really begin to change the world with?
1: At the age of 23. It was this Beyonce song, I Was Here.
0: Yeah.
1: And that song, it it meant so much to me. It was my 23rd birthday. And I was like, I don't want to just exist. I don't want to make the world a better place because I'm in it. And literally, I just started to align my steps. And during that time, I wasn't the most positive person either. Like, I would get in fights. I was like, I'm a young girl from the hood. So I was just... figuring myself out. But when I created Milano de Rouge and I was at the age of 23, I had set big shoes for Milano so that I can grow into them. So I changed my way of thinking and it changed my life. So I was like, I no longer want to be negative. I want to grow into this positive person. I want to grow into someone that's going to motivate and inspire people. And every day I just followed those steps. And eventually I grew into that person. So it was just a transformation.
0: Okay, so you will have to break this down for us because (laughs) what I hear you saying is that like you discerned that there was an opportunity for you to show up in the world differently. So I want to ask, you said that you switched from, I don't want to think negatively anymore. I want to think positively. Like what were some of those negative thoughts and where do you think they came from? And then I want to ask about how you changed.
1: It was like growing up in Philly, you... The environment that we grew up in, it was like if people just was it's like a crab in a barrel city, you know, just the hood part It's like a crab in a barrel city. So people just want to bring you down. Just the way of thinking is like if you networking, they consider it Joe and in, in Philly, they call it Joe. So it's like you don't want to network. You don't want to reach out to people because you don't want to be seen being you don't want to be called Joe, you know, or you don't want to be called um. Out your name, but it's just a stagnant mentality that I had to realize like, I want more than this. Someone, I cannot listen to the opinions of someone where I don't want to be, you know? Like, so I don't mind. Like, I just want to grow and just being on Instagram and helped me realize it was much more than my circumstances. Mm-hmm. So I seen girls with businesses. I seen them buying their own cars. I seen them getting their own houses and coming from where I'm from. The only girls that had those luxuries were getting it on behalf of men. So I didn't really see women doing that on their own. But once I got on Instagram and I seen it, I'm like, OK, this is obtainable. Wow. And once you see it, you realize it, it, you, you can have it. You know, you realize that. That can be yours. So that was my goal. I literally decided, like, I don't want this life no more. I want to create my life. I want to create my destiny. And from Milano Rouge, it really saved my life. I literally create a a brand that everything that I love, I incorporated in it. Mm. Everything like our our app, we have motivational quotes. I love talking to my friends and sending them daily quotes. Um, I have fashion shows. I love putting on entertainment. Every fashion show I have, I have a poet there because I love someone that speak life life into you. They can understand your circumstances. So literally everything with the brand, I just tied in my my full personality. And this is why I literally
0: love everything I do, you know. Okay, so someone would say, you know what? This city is toxic. This environment is toxic. It's this crab in a barrel mentality. And I get these messages all of the time where someone is saying, you know, I'm going to move. I need to get out of this environment. I need to change the way that I think. But what I hear you saying, Milan, is that you stayed in in the same place physically but mentally and spiritually you expanded because you didn't think you didn't think at least at the time that the only solution was to move because if you move and don't change your mindset then you really didn't change anything. Right, How did right. you know that you could do it without moving? So my mom. Okay.
1: My mom has like I always been a, been a believer in Christ. i was saved since the age of 10. So like because I had her, I already I always knew what could be. Mm. And it was just at the age of 23, it was like me realizing, like, what do I want to be, you know? So just having her there to help me see, like, the vision. And you really can't, you know, like you said, no matter where you go, if you don't change your mindset, your life really won't change. So yeah. it's about changing who you are first and changing your mind and how you think and how you perceive things. That's the first step. And then from there, so many doors has opened up for me because some people don't have the opportunity to just move to another city. You know, right. And even if they do, they'll go to the, the same another city and attract the same people because their mindset hasn't changed. So you have to change your mindset and your mindset
0: will change your life. Okay. So 23 is young to just decide, like, I'm going to start this business. I'm going to throw everything I like into the business and I'm going to put all my eggs in one basket. And yet it seems like that's exactly what you did. And did it take off immediately? Did you have to take some classes? Did you have to read some books? What did you learn? Like, how do you go from, I'm going to change my life. I'm going to start a business. I'm 23 years old and here it goes. So,
1: yeah, I did take classes. I was actually in college during this time. I went to college for entrepreneurship. I didn't finish them, Mm -hmm. but I'm planning on finishing for my son. Mm -hmm. But I was in college for entrepreneurship and I was in my macroeconomics class and something just clicked for me. Like, I want to do more. You know, I want to do more. And it didn't just it didn't just happen. I literally I started as a hairstylist while I was doing here. While I was building Milano de Rouge, I I called myself a stylist. I really wasn't a stylist, but I called myself a stylist. I had to be a model for the brand. I had to be the photographer. Mm. I had to be a videographer. So I picked up all of these little traits along the way. And ultimately um, these things helped me along my journey because now I know the basis of all of these little of all the, I know the basis of every role in my company, you know? Mm-hmm. So like when we're on set, sometimes I have to fix the model here. When we're on set, sometimes I have to work with the um, videographer to edit the photos um, and to edit the videos. So I know like, I know exactly how long it's going to take you to edit this. <laughs> and this helps me. So I'm like, no, it's not going to take a week. Uh-uh. You can get this done in two hours, you know, but it literally helped my journey, but it wasn't overnight. Every day, I remember, I remember when I started, I used to hear people say, you got to put in 10,000 hours. Mm. Like you got to put in your 10,000 hours. And now November 11th, 2022 will be my 10th year. I feel like I put in my 10,000 hours times 10. I work every single day on Milano laundry Even when I was giving birth, I was working. I never stopped.
0: Okay, so you remind me of myself when I first started Woman Evolve. I just I got this revelation, and at the time I was just sharing my story, but Woman Evolve was really me saying like I want to be intentional about this platform that God has given me about these women who are connected to my message. And I was like answering the customer service, I was editing the videos, I was taking the pictures, I was editing them, I built the website, I did the photoshopping for like you sound like me and I that philosophy of don't tell me it's going to take a long time because because I don't even have the skills you have and I can get it done in less time. Like, I live by that. And I need to stop. I need to stop. <laughs> I need to stop. Because I'll be out here looking at people like, mm, I don't what? think so. <laughs> yes, I was production everything. Now we got fancy production and lights and stuff. Girl, I was turning these cameras on. that it was dark. It wasn't well lit, but it was live on YouTube. And here we are. So I love a woman who knows how to get things done. What has been like the most i'm going to do everything project that you've ever worked on and do you regret it
1: <laughs> um it was my one of my first big fashion shows I don't regret it, but oh, my God, it was exhausting. I stayed up for 24 hours straight and I was like, oh, no, we got to build a team. Next year, we (laughs) cannot do this. I was so exhausted, but it was such a beautiful feeling. Like you've seen everything, you watched everything come to life. And then you're on that stage and you see everybody in the audience. And it came from an idea, a concept to an idea to in fruition. It was just like, wow. But it was a lot. Oh, my gosh.
0: Okay, so I can't decide whether or not I want to ask you about how you built your team or how independence keeps us from asking for help. Which one do you want to talk about? Because the good thing about like I can do it all is that you can do it all. But the difficult thing about I can do it all is that it doesn't always make room for other people to come into your world. And most of the time when we ask for help, it is because we are exhausted. So which one do you want to talk about first?
1: I can't actually answer both because okay. that was me. At first it was the I, independent. I can do it all. And I was really scared because Milano DeRouge is my baby. So it was like trusting other people to come in and with your baby, you know, but I looked at it like a heartbreak. Like mm. once you get your heart broken, do, are you not going to love again? I say, yeah, I'm going to love again and I'm going to continue to try. So it's like, okay. It's okay. It's not the end of the world. So I literally decided, like, I can't do this by myself. And in 2014, I literally started slowly hiring people. And some some of those people um, met my worst fears. They they did exactly yeah. what I thought would happen. But I'm happy that it happened early because it showed me, like, okay, I didn't die. Yeah. <laughs> like, hire someone new. And I realized I cannot grow to yeah. the level that I wanted to be without a team. In 2016, I have... Um, opened up my first flagship store and I had hired a team and I put my, le- my, my check in the Bible. In March, 2016, I put a check in the Bible. I said, this is the last check I'm gonna pay myself. I'm gonna build my team. And I didn't cash that check. I literally just focused on growing my team because I knew I did not want to I did not want to work in my store I wanted to grow the brand I wanted to grow Milano To be a global brand And I didn't cash that check Until March of 2017 But by the time then I cashed it My brand was already good enough And it was standing on its own feet That I had I I had the money, you know So it was just good
0: becoming healthy and understanding the why behind certain food choices is an approach that i think we all need thanks to noom weight's cognitive approach myself and many others are regaining our confidence in our ability to be more mindful of our habits while aiming to build long-term patterns that we can sustain come on somebody because Ain't nobody got time for the up and down weight loss. With the tools I've learned from Noom, I shop for groceries differently, and I've noticed a healthy difference in the food choices when I'm stressed. Start building better habits for healthier long-term results. Sign up for your free trial at Noom.com slash Evolve. I think you'll love how easy it is to use their app to track your progress and the flexibility of the Noom Weight Program. Stop waiting and sign up today. That's Noom.com slash Evolve to start your free trial today. Were you afraid when you first started making hires because I w- I was afraid. I'm going to speak for my, own, for my own behalf. I was afraid mm-hmm. when I first started hiring people because I didn't know about someone's livelihood depending on something that I was still getting off of the ground. And I feel like there are so many women who find themselves at that stage where they're like, I'm maxed out. I'm doing everything that I can, but I don't want to hire someone because I don't want them to dedicate their life to building this thing, their livelihood rather, to building this business that is still getting up off of the ground. If you were afraid, what would you say to that entrepreneur who's like, I'm at this crossroad and I need to hire someone, but I'm also afraid that I won't be able to keep them on if I hire them?
1: I would say... You got to hire people that you trust, that they can understand your vision. And they, I will just be so honest with them, you know, because like when I first started hiring, I told my girls like, I'm not sure how much money we're going to make. But so if you need to keep your side job, keep your side job. But like I have faith, I'm going to work hard for us. And at the time, I didn't have no kids, but I looked at them as my team, like my team. I looked at them as my family, like I had to work hard for them to eat. So I just made it my priority, like. Every day I'm posting. Every day I'm working hard because I got to make sure that these people eat. And I want them to be able to leave their job because they were so passionate about Milano Di Rouge like I was. So I think you just got to trust in your team, be honest with them because you don't want nobody to leave a secure place to work for you. And you really can't provide them security, you know? So I think honesty is the best policy and then just work hard with them. Like ask them for their feedback. I feel like the people that's on the ground got them. They know the customer, you know, they can give you the best advice and just be open to so many suggestions. Don't think you know it all. You don't want to be the smartest person on your team.
0: Mm. That's a word. I love when our team like gives me feedback because my perspective is limited, right? I've I've been a mom for most of my life. I'm married and we're doing things for woman evolve. And if we only have my perspective, then we're only going to reach people who can identify with my experiences. Right. But when we all collaborate, we have an opportunity to meet the needs of every woman. And so I love having diversity. A lot of times we think about diversity in terms of having different racial or ethnic representation on our teams, but diversity also comes in different lived experiences. You need someone who understands the rural south. You need someone who understands city life. You need a single woman. You need a divorced woman. You need a widow. Right. We got to be able to to pull from everyone. I have a question for you about work-life balance. Like what does balance look like for you? Does it exist?
1: So you know what's so crazy I was doing an interview and I was explaining my process and the interviewer was like it doesn't sound like you're balancing it sounds like you're harmonizing because you you letting everything flow like balance mm-hmm. is like this like you're trying to make it work right but when you harmonizing and you' making everything flowing together and I was like i liked it so like with my with my son I literally try to have everything around his schedule, you know, or have him around my schedule out. I try to make everything. I work all the time. I'm on calls all the time. So it's like my little 15 minute break. Let me read to you. Mm-hmm. Let me go outside. Let's go for a walk. I just try to harmonize it into it so it doesn't feel like I'm trying to force it, but rather it's just flowing
0: together. Mm, I love that. I'm still in that. <laughs> yeah, I think my, my bio says something foolish, like Sarah Jakes Roberts expertly balances business family. Every time they read it, I cringe because like, does anyone expertly balance anything? I'm changing my bio. I harmonize. It's going to help me become a singer. If I can harmonize my life, I can harmonize these vocal cords. <laughs> Has becoming a mother changed you? Absolutely. Oh, my gosh.
1: My I took my head off to moms. I had no idea that uh, just running a business and becoming a mom is just is a superhero. I had no idea what mothers went through, even stay at home. mothers. just I took my head off to mothers. It definitely changed me. Um, I think one of the biggest things my son did was he made me think about ownership. Mm -hmm. Like in 2020, when I had him, I was doing really well with Milano. But everything was like materialistic things and just traveling. And it was like, I don't have no ownership. Like, what do I have to pass down to him? So once I had him, I had him in May. In August, I had purchased my first store. I had purchased my first building. And then from there... Now, 2022, I have 12 investment properties, but it was like, I have this money in a bank. What am I going to do? I had to learn so much stuff, but he forced me to want to learn it because it's like, what am I going to pass down to him? Mm-hmm. Your money is no good in the bank anymore. Money is depreciating the value all the time. So it's like, let me invest. And I just went here first and started investing and just building. I did a my, um, my will in my estate. It's so many things I didn't think about, but with him, he just forced me to think about it and it just changed my life for the better.
0: The I'm so blown away about how intuitive you are. I mean, I think that you're the perfect person to talk about discernment because though you're speaking about it in a way that comes so naturally and easy, I think that's just a reflection of how gifted and talented you are. There are Thank some you. women who are listening who are like, I don't know that I could ever think on that level. Like right now, I'm just trying to make ends meet or right now I don't know what I want to do with my future. And yet you have this gift and ability to receive an idea and act on it seemingly without fear of the risk connected to it, or you're not deterred by the risk connected to it. Have you always been that way? I have, to be honest. It was like, I never
1: think about what if I fell, you know, because Mm -hmm. I come from down the bottom. It was like, you either try like you never lose, you know, you either win or you learn. Yeah. So it was like, even if I fail, like I'm not defeated. So I never thought about like what's what's going to happen, you know, yeah. like if, if this doesn't work. It had to work. And if not, this is going to launch me to somewhere else, you know. So I'm not afraid to start. And I, this is how I look at it. Like, what is my dream? No one made me want this dream. I wanted this dream on my own. So I work like I want it. Like nobody's forcing me to do this. I don't have an alarm clock to wake me up for Milano DiRuji. Milano wakes me up. I'm fueled by my dreams. So I think people just got to figure out what makes them happy. You got to do what makes you happy. Milano wasn't making money for the first. I didn't see money. We were making it, but I didn't see money for the first three years because I just I was in a cycle. I didn't understand it, but I was still working like I was becoming rich off of it because Mm -hmm. I enjoyed it. I just turned my passion into a paycheck. So I think people got to just figure out what makes them happy. What would they do if they wasn't getting paid for it? Some people enjoy cooking. Some people enjoy talking to people. It's like figure out what makes you happy and just try to. Drive that. Like, you know, like watch other people. I, I normally tell people to find three people in the industry that you're in or that you want to be in and learn from them. Use them as your mentors. Everybody be like, oh, I need a mentor. I need a mentor. I didn't have a mentor. I had mentors in my head. You were mm. one of my mentors in my head, actually. So it's amazing for me to be here. But it's like you learn from these people and you watch what they do and then you just follow their steps.
0: Okay, you just make me want to like go to sleep and wake up different. Like, I just want to wake up different. I want to be passionate about salad. I want to be passionate about this business. You are boosting me up. Um, Okay, I I totally relate to what you're saying, though. Um, Even though we grew up in different environments, I think because I experienced my pregnancy so early and in the church culture that I grew up in, that's like failure at an early age. I really felt like there's really anything is going to be improvement from here right like I graduated high school and people's like oh my god you did it I'm so proud of you because everyone was kind of like this is going to be hard for you to win in any way and so success to me is like within reach because it was never something that felt really far-fetched. So that fear of failure, you know, um, my team always talks about how I don't dip my toe in the water. Like if we have an idea, I basically push everyone into the pool and I'm like, don't worry about it. We'll swim. (laughs) Don't worry about it. We'll figure it out. But I do think that now that my life has kind of leveled out a little bit, that sometimes I maybe fear burnout. I think I fear burnout and sustainability. Like, can you sustain at this pace Uh, for the long haul? Right. Because now I've gotten over this hump of like, okay, we have something. We got a foundation. We building something. But then I look down the road and I'm like, I want to do this for the next 30, 40 years. And I don't know if I can continue to have the energy to do it at the level that I'm doing it on now what are you afraid of that um, maybe isn't related to work or is related to work as you continue to grow and evolve in your life?
1: I think one of my fears is just not reaching the expectations I set for myself or not reaching my full potential. And another one is protecting my baby. Like Mm. it's like, how do you protect your baby? And it's, It was was like the hardest thing, especially just when he was a baby. It's like I used to be just checking to make sure he's breathing, you know, or like just making sure that like the right people are around him. It's just you don't you never know, especially you hear so many stories. It's like okay, how can I be present enough, whereas though I can make sure that he's okay and it's like sometimes you can't Yeah, like you know sometimes you can't be there you know some moms gotta send their kids to daycare and they just gotta pray for the best so it's like how do we protect each other I I don't know that's just one of my biggest fears
0: yeah no I totally feel that and I've got three that lived in me and then I've got three bonus babies and I'm at this weird stage especially with my oldest that lived in me he's 19 he's moved out to college on dorms and I'm just he's out in the heart of Los Angeles, and I know he's out in the streets. Like, I know you're in the streets, and you're just, like, this kind-hearted kid from Dallas, Texas, and, like, people— I watch the news and people are out here doing things and yet I find peace and safety in the fact that like he started with God, you know, and mm-hmm. at the end of the day I'm going to do the best that I can and I'm going to trust what I place in him, but I realize that like there are some things that like as a parent I can't teach. Only God can guide and so mm-hmm. I'm having to trust that. Um I have a question about your other fear, this idea of reaching your full potential. Do you think that you will know when it's there or are you the kind of person that once you have reached it, the flag is pushed back a little bit? That's
1: me. Once I reach it. So this is what I say. I always say, like, once I make one dream a reality, I dream some more. I dream bigger and I dream better. Like, I just never want to feel content. But I just want to, like, I want God to use me until he can't use me no more. So, like, sometimes when I'm on a plane and it was turbulence and I'm like, oh, no.
0: This can't be it. This can't be it
1: more stuff playing for me i know this isn't it but it's like uh, i just want to make sure i'm like reaching my full potential sometimes when i feel like uh, this was like like i wasn't i didn't give it my all today i'm like no i gotta tap in i know like god got a bigger purpose for me like i gotta tap in i gotta inspire i gotta do more you know
0: yes they're trying to get me this i got hair on my face i got it amen okay <laughs> no I, I totally get that because um, those moments especially on the plane that's when I'd be like this is it <laughs> you're trying to get me you have flown up here trying to take me out but reminding myself like I still have work to do I just wonder though especially as women who I think are constantly finding something to do or a new dream to pursue once we arrive to a certain place like how do we celebrate the reality that like you're at your fullest potential like there's still I think maybe the fullest potential is not a destination it is a way of being it is a commitment to continuing to cultivate a commitment to showing up regardless like maybe that is the fullest potential and not necessarily once I have this in the bank or once this has happened because that's always going to continue to grow what you think about that
1: right no I agree I think that I think you're so right about that you know I absolutely think I think that's it you know
0: yeah so it,
1: it's, it's not really a destination there's not really an amount of money because what I learned that everything that you want I remember I used to say like I want a g-wagon or I want a penthouse I used to say I want these things and then once you get them it's like no nah, that's not it yeah. like to me I think what makes me happy is figuring out how to make other people happy or figuring mm. out how to help other people grow. Like just being able to be like a like I say, like this is what I tell people. Milano de Rouge is a clothing brand. Right. But I look at the brand as a vessel because yeah. some people are attracted to my brand because of the style or the coolness of it. But once they hear the story or once they start to see what Milano is about and how we um, inspire people to chase their dreams and stuff. It's more so the vessel of really getting people to really like believe in themselves. So. That's what makes me happy, you know, not just see like when I see people with my brand on, it's like, wow. But when I see people wearing it and they're making their dreams a reality and they're buying their car or they're signing their mortgage or they're uh, getting their first um, business started. That right there, I'm like, yes, because now you're opening up so many doors and you're creating this generation where then they can believe that dreams are real, you know. So that's really what makes me happy. And this is why I use my platforms to promote. That type of stuff.
0: That makes me so happy because I feel so many people believe that the only way that they can be effective in changing the world means that like I may have to go into ministry or I've got to write a book or I've got to do something like preaching. And I realized that like God has gifted so many people in so many different ways. And ministry is not just grabbing a Bible and preaching. Ministry is how you use your life to serve other people. Literally to minister is to serve. And so you're serving through your fashion brand. You're serving when you pick up that camera. Like There are so many different ways to serve. It's about recognizing who you are in a room and the light that you carry and the ability that you have to shed light in dark places, which I feel like is exactly what I see you doing in your philanthropic endeavors. Tell me a little bit about why you felt it was important to have the mom and air clubs and the woman air. I want to make sure I'm saying the woman air club. What made you feel like this is the lane that I want to take up space in.
1: So can I just tell you one thing? Because as yeah. you were talking, it made me think about like ministry and just using yourself like you don't have to be a preacher, right? So I remember I was in college and one of my friends, she she practiced a different religion than me. And she would literally like, she loved her religion. She talked about her religion equally as much as I talked about mine. Yeah. And then like, we've been friends for three years and then one day she was like, can I go to church with you? I was like, you want to go to church? She was like, yeah. I'm like, really? She was, I was like, yeah, come on. She was like, I see what God has been doing to you in mm-hmm. your life. And I want him to do the same in mine." So I'm like, oh yeah, for sure. Cause I never put religion on people. I just let them see how I operate. I never try to tell them like, oh, oh, you got to do this. Like, I literally just try to let them see what God do in my life. And I always talk about Jesus and always pray, but I never try to make them become religious because I am, you know? So she went to church with me and the pastor called, did the, um, the altar call and, I was doing something. I seen her walk past me and she was walking in the house. I just ran down with her and I grabbed her (laughs) hand and I'm like, wow, Wow. this is God works because she was so devoted to her religion. And she literally just switched hers because she's seen what God did in my life. And she's been a Christian for like five years now. But it's just amazing to just live in there and people can see what God
0: does and, and they want it, you know. Oh, that gave me but chills. Like, no, no. Back to we, we got to let that settle in for a minute because um, I don't know. We live in a different age and in different generation and culture, and I think that we have to be willing to respect the differences that exist in our friends and our coworkers and you know sometimes our family members. But to trust that our light is powerful enough to attract and to draw people to Jesus, like that is the goal. I think sometimes we don't trust the light, and so we have to force ourselves on other people and force our religion. But if you stand flat footed in the transformation that God has done in your life and the growth that you're experiencing, the conviction that you're going through, it will draw people to you. And so, yes, that was testimony service and we love to see it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Okay, now you can answer the question. Whatever it was, you help me remember what it was. <laughs> it
1: was about it was about the women air club and the yes. mama air club. I had created the women air club first, and it was because the women air club is a club for women that are entrepreneurs. And I created this club because when I was even now, it's so hard to my friends don't understand things that I'm going through. Mm. You know, so like the advice that they'll give me is. It doesn't really help for business. So this club is really for business women where we connect, we share resources, and we give each other advice because what another business woman go through, that's just a testimony to show you that you can get through it. Or if you just help you, whereas though your average friend may not have a clue, they may mm-hmm. not give you the right advice. So having this woman in the club, it was so essential. And another thing I did, the reason why I did it was because most women in my position, the bosses, they are the ones that everyone lean on. Mm. They're the ones who people come to for everything. So they don't have no one to actually lean on. So it's like, they're just so built up where they don't have a release. When I started the club, I started it with a retreat. And in my retreat, I had um, a therapist come I had a nutritionist come. I had someone do a yoga session with us. I had a spa massage facials. And then I just had different workshops where we talk, we learn, and we engage. And I did the therapist because it's like, we don't have no one to talk to. Mm-hmm. I wanted us to be able to like sit on that couch and talk and really release. And women were coming out there room crying yeah. because it was like, I see I see what you go through. I go through it too, you know? And it was just able, just a beautiful feeling being able to connect with somebody that can understand you on a level where it's though a- it's nothing about it's nothing personal it's no bias it's just you see me for who i am and what i work to be and you helping me you know it was just a. it's just beautiful you know
0: that's amazing and so you started woman air club which sounds like a retreat that all of us want to go to especially after surviving this <laughs> pandemic what made you right. decide to start the mom and air club
1: I started the mom and ear club when I was pregnant. I used to look on all different pages. I was researching everything when I was pregnant. So I would look on all these different pages and I started following a bunch of different pages. But I realized every most of the pages that I was following, they were like specific to certain genres or certain niches. And I'm like, I I want somewhere that has everything tied in. And it was certain advice that like people from the hood where I come from, they don't follow these pages and they would never probably follow these pages. But I know they follow me. So I'm like, okay, I want to share the stuff that I'm learning Mm. for those people that can use this advice. You know, I remember watching Oprah with my mom growing up. A lot of the things that um, we learned from Oprah, my mom didn't learn from her mom. So the things that Oprah would share on her platform, my mom would incorporate that in our life. So one one of the episodes, it was Oprah was saying, like, kiss your child um, before you go to sleep and tell your child you love them every day. And my mom incorporated that when I was like 10 years old. So that was like a natural thing. But had she not watched Oprah, she would have never known it because her mom, her parents didn't do that. So it was like, let me use this let me use this platform for me to be the Oprah, you know? So for me to share different tips and stuff for parents to learn because they follow me they may not check these other pages, but because they follow me and they see me as a representation for them, I'm like, let me try to be the voice for them. And with my Mom and their Club page, I just share different tips that I'm learning. I share different advice. I tell them, make sure you love your child. Make sure you hug your child. Pray over your child. You know, my kid right now, every time he eat anything, it could be a cracker. It could be a bottle. I would say, say the I would say the grace and after the grace he'll be like amen but I (laughs) told him that I've been doing that since he was a baby so it's just little things that I think together we can share and we can help change the narrative.
0: Milan you are a baddie in more ways than one. Thank you. One of my loves is jumping in and helping my team complete tasks. If I'm honest, I also love when I don't have to work at all. Like, my favorite thing is to do nothing. Like the old saying, work smarter, not harder. That's what it felt like when we began using ShipStation. They take the guessing game out of shipping costs, fast carriers, and just about everything else you can think of as it relates to shipping needs. We're a smaller e-commerce business, and a lot of advantages and services typically cost more than I have to spend. But not with ShipStation. They're helping me save these coins. Their deeply discounted rates, time-saving shipping solutions, and easy-to-use system continues to take a load off my plate of worries. And I love it. ShipStation has simplified how we ship to our customers. Don't let the big guys keep all the good discounts to themselves. Sign up using promo code EVOLVE for a free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com and start saving with every shipment. That's two whole months of discounted shipping absolutely free. Just go to ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the page, and type Evolve. Make ship happen with ShipStation. Okay. We have an advice question, and I can't wait to hear your perspective on it. It says, so I'm a single mother of four, ages 14, and seven. I recently tuned into your podcast with Kandine Ellis discussing purpose. Her explanation on what she felt purpose looked like prior to her stepping into it is where I am currently. I have been single for four years now after an eight-year relationship that I thank God every day for delivering me from. And during this time, my walk with God has gotten stronger. Although I'm still concerned with what my purpose is, God has taught me that worrying about it won't make it come into fruition any faster, but that in my waiting season, I can still be of service to others. For the past two years or so, it's been heavy on my heart to create a ministry titled, That assists women and more recently I've wanted to add men because there are A lot of single dads out here as well And not losing themselves trying To find their purpose but also not Struggling with their identity as an individual So much of our time Is consumed with being a parent and doing Things out of sheer responsibility We end up losing sight of ourselves That's been the hardest part for me I can't tell you what I love to do besides Being a mother although I have many Skills and talents none of them Speak to me when it comes to it being my purpose. That's been my conversation with God so many times over the years. And sis, I'm exhausted with trying to figure it out. Anyway, my point is that I can't even begin to start this ministry if I'm still currently in my walk with uncertainty. Do you have any advice for me while still being a work in progress and getting started? Oh, I'm gonna let you start. <laughs>
1: My advice for her is you can be a masterpiece and work and a work in progress at the same time. And your purpose may be motherhood because like if that's what you enjoy, them four kids they can change the world. You mm-hmm. don't know who those, sometimes your, your purpose is who you create. You know, so just instilling things into them and helping them grow and change the narrative. That can be your purpose. You don't have to look at everybody else and think because this is what they're doing or I need to do more than just being a mom. Being a mom is a superhero job in itself. And you create in this ministry to show other women that no matter what you decide to do in life, as long as you're happy and you're fulfilled, that's all that matters. That's
0: what be my advice to her. That's my advice too. I, you know <laughs> One of the greatest gifts that we can give ourselves is resisting the pressure to engage in hustle culture when we don't know what our hustle is. Because pretending that we have one is a recipe for disaster emotionally, spiritually, and mentally. If you don't know what your hustle is, don't make one up. Work where you are now. Find fulfillment in where you are now. If you love being a mom, be a mom. If you love being an assistant, be an assistant. If you love working at Target, love working at Target like Everyone doesn't have to start a business and make millions of dollars. Not everyone has to have a six pack and be on Instagram, like love where you are and find fulfillment in it and celebrate that those other people seem to be walking out. Their purpose It's not a competition. I don't have to down what you do in order to big me up. And I don't need you to big me up in order for me to find fulfillment in my life. This is who I am. This is why I am. And I'm good with it and pray that everyone else finds the way to live that same truth for themselves. But, I think you've got the inklings that there's something for you to do. Work being a mom, help out the other parents that you have a, a call to, and just let that be it for now. And just know, I'll say this too, that like purpose reveals itself. That as you really embrace where you are now and you become settled in it, you'll see that like like Milan started Milano de Rouge. She was 23. The Woman Air Club, the Mom Air Club, that was all in that same seed of what she started when she was 23 years old. So work that seed and see what it becomes. That's it. That's all I got.
1: Yes. Yes. And can I add one thing to Please, it? So yeah. like even me, I'm my my child is about to be two. Whatever you start from your, being a mother, I would probably like people like me would want to be a part of that because we want to know like how to bake cookies or how to do domestic stuff. This is a job. This is a you can create a career from that in itself, you know, like a Pinterest mom. Like you can share different cool things because I know you have four kids. You probably got the coolest stories that you can share with us. So just take that and own it and don't let nobody tell you any different because it's going to be a, a line of mothers behind you supporting you because they believe in what you believe in. So like she said Listen
0: to Sarah because she knows. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen to Milan. Join the Woman Air Club, join the Mom and Air Club. I'm going to be in there getting all of the tips, teach us how to make these cookies and do the things. Milan, you're amazing. I think the world of you, you are a gift to women everywhere. Thank you for preserving your life, protecting your life, and for not protecting your life and not allowing anything to extinguish it because it is certainly making the world a better place. I enjoyed this so much.
1: Oh, thank you so much. And I definitely enjoyed it. And I just, I'm just so grateful to God for even having you in my presence because this is just a full circle moment. Like it's a blessing. Thank you so much.
0: My pleasure. I'm going to reach out to you. I think there's something that I'm working on that you'd be interested in. And it's helping teen moms and moms in general get some of those tips and tools that you're talking about. So I'm going to DM you. I'm going to slide into your DMs. (laughs) Okay. Thank you so much. I look forward to it. Okay. Take care. All right. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Give me my flowers What did I tell you? Milan is so dope, right? Okay, so go ahead and follow her on all of the socials While you have your phone in your hands, You already know what I'm about to say Email me your advice question Or a one to two minute video About why you should be my next co-host Podcast at womanevolve.com. Milan, sis, friend, girl Thanks for carving out time to chat with us Keep giving women around the world a reason to believe That they can dream bigger dreams. Your evidence that dreams can be executed with excellence.